Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage and welcome to my podcast. As you well know, I do a one minute video and I then I detail a bit more on a podcast. And this is a random one. And the first one we're going to talk about is why I use a mortgage broker. Uh, well, I took two deals from two banks this weekend. How did that happen? Well, the banks are overwhelmed. They can't get back with the people and they have overlays. Let's talk about the first one. The first one I took on, that they would just deal by email, and they wouldn't even respond by email. So they had no idea what was going on, no clue, no human touch, no connection. So that doesn't really work well. So they went to their realtor, and the realtor referred them to me. So I took the loan app on a Friday night. We signed it Saturday at uh, uh, 12.30 p.m., and they're coming in at 12 noon. They've uploaded most of their documents, but they just couldn't get the tax returns. So I said, it's me. So it's that human touch. So we're here for you, and we work every deal. And so I'll meet with them at uh, noon and we'll get that going. And I'll be at a closing today. And that's the thing. We go to our closings. We're there with the customer to help out, make sure everything goes smoothly and to have that communication, that human touch. So that's that one. And the other one, you know, there's the overlays. You know, we talked about overlays and podcasts and videos. And bottom line is this credit union had a VA 660 minimum. They're a 656, longtime customer. I said, no, we're not doing your loan. So I got it and took care of it. And they're in Japan. So we work after hours to get it done and uh, she'll sign her package this evening and get it done that way. So it's pretty cool. So a lot of stuff is going on, which is awesome. And so we took that deal. So again, it's just working after hours, doing what we need to do. You know, brokers doing the prequels on the weekend. You know, a lot of banks, they take the weekend off. They're not going to get a prequel out because they're not allowed to. So what happens? Well, you know, we can wait when you have no inventory and you got multiple offers, you need a prequal. If you don't have a prequal with your contract, you're not buying that home. Not gonna happen. So you need that prequal. And so, you know, I go paddle boarding on the weekends in the morning. So I may be out for a couple hours, but when I get back, I, I bang them all out and uh, do that. So pretty good stuff, you know. Uh, the other thing I just wanna share with you that's important is let's talk about you getting a home. Please, I'm gonna beg you, I'm begging you, please listen to me very loud and clear. Please do not add any new debt. Do not go get a new credit card during the process of your loan. Don't get a Lowe's. Don't go to rooms to go and get some furniture. And don't go buy a car. I had a, a customer, a longtime customer, did her daughter's loan. And basically, I got her approved. It was a 46% back-end ratio, high credit scores, beautiful deal, beautiful rate. And she wanted to go co-sign for her girlfriend to buy a car. And uh, on that situation, uh, she goes, I don't know if I should do it. The mom said, nah, don't worry about it. You're fine. Well, it wasn't fine. Uh, we had to add her on the loan. So it was pretty crazy. So we had to add her on the loan. We had to get that going. And basically that was a lot, you know, to get her back added onto the loan. And she got the same rate, but it cost her an, an origination because her scores weren't as good as her daughter's. And we had to ram it for a, a, a week later to close. So a lot of discomfort, a lot of unhappiness. So the, really the, the, the major thing I'm going to tell you is when you're doing a loan, please do not, please do not. Uh, add-on. Do not buy a car. Uh, do not open up a credit card. Don't do anything. Uh, a lot of times, you know, people open up a credit card and will do a credit inquiry at the very end. 
So all of a sudden we see a credit inquiry. We're like, what's going on? We just bought some furniture. Well, you don't even have a statement, but we got to go to that vendor. We got to ask them for the statement, print out what they owe. We got to get it all on there. We got to go to the credit report, got to get it added on. So it's time, energy, and we don't have that kind of time and energy. So, you know, you just really want to work on not adding on any debt, keeping it simple, keeping it idiot proof and just getting there. And also let us know, we're asking these questions. They're pretty important. Have you had a bankruptcy? Uh, do you have, you know, do you have liens? You got anything? You kind of recollect. Think about it. We're all going 200 miles an hour, but uh, if you got a lien, let us know. Let us know up front. You know, you signed a personal guarantee. You know whether that house has a lien or not. You know if you've been bankrupt or not. Uh, you know these things. Uh, the other thing I want to share with you is when we're doing your loan app, we're going to ask you if you have other real estate. You know, do you have other real estate? Well, kind of remember if you are on the title of your parents' home or if you're on a title of somebody else, even though if you're not on the note or the mortgage, the thing is, is we're going to count the taxes and the insurance and flood if, uh, if, you, if you don't have it. So that's really important that you know that. So we're, we don't count the note against you, but you own the home. You got taxes, insurance, association fees, flood, maybe yes, no. So we're going to count that against you. That could be a factor right there. So you definitely want to not do that and uh, or let us know about it. Okay, so very important to let us know about any real estate that you own that uh, you got added on to the title. That's also a factor. Uh, so we talked about not adding on debt. We added no opening new credit cards, no buying cars. Well, how about no changing jobs? That's a good one. Let's not change jobs because we're going to need a pay stub. Uh, so that's a big deal. Depending on FHA, VA, we're going to need a pay stub. So please, uh, if you're going to get a new job, it's okay to get a new job. Do it before the loan or do it after the loan. Don't do it during the loan. That just doesn't work out. So I want you to keep that in mind as we're going forward. Before you start, okay. After you start, a lot of people get worried because if they start a new job, it's a new job. And we're not, no, it's fine. As long as we have the first pay stub, same line of work, everything's all the same. We need to know that. Other things on random I want to talk to you about. Your W-2. You're making a great living. You're doing it. But hey, guess what? They just switched it to 1099. Still making the same money, but you're 1099. Can't help you. We need two years of 1099 because you're self-employed. So you got to understand, we're going to look at you as a self-employed borrower. So please, uh, buy your house, W-2, because when you go 1099, you got two years. Two years of self-employed is what we're looking at. I'm getting that a lot lately. So remember that. Two years, 1099. And why well, making more money? These are the paycheck stubs I've gotten for the last three months. Well, it's great, but 1099, you got expenses, you got write-offs. We don't know what they are. It's not your net. You're not W-2 with taxes coming up. You're 1099. So that's kind of a really an important feature. So with that being said, it's really good to be uh, upfront, letting us know everything when we take that loan application and really when we go through the yes or no questions on the last page, very important. And, and, and getting back to what type of property, you know, is it your uh, secondary home or investment? Let's classify that again. An investment property is when you have an annual lease. That's a rental. What does that mean? Your rate's a half a percent higher, more money down, and but it's the truth. And that's what you have to stay with, the truth. The other thing is a secondary home is you occupy it one, two weeks out of the year, but you can do temporary rentals. That's not a big deal. It's not an annual lease. Then you're good with a secondary home. 
But, you know, don't try to buck the system. Always tell the truth up front so we know what we're dealing with so we can go forward. Uh, what else? Purchases. Rates are incredible. I mean, their rates are just phenomenal. They're lower than when I had them back in 09, uh, 10, when everything crashed and the rates went to the bottom. They're better. They're unbelievably better. Uh, rate term refis, unbelievable. You're doing a cash out refi, which you need to remember on a cash out refi is the rates are higher. It's cash out refi. You don't have the same rate. And there's still a big fear factor. Cabrera over for Fannie and Freddie, I don't know what it's called, FHA, FHIA, whatever they are. Well, the guys say, hey, listen, if you guys don't make, you go ahead and refi and cash out on your loan and you don't go ahead and make that first mortgage payment, uh, the lender owns a loan. So let's think about it, people. Make the mortgage payment. They can only do so many loans until they go out of business. They can't, they're there to do loans for the government, for Fannie and Freddie to buy them. They're not there to keep them. Their business model is to put them on and take them off. Put them on and take them off. Not put them on and leave off a certain, leave on a certain portion. They cannot financially do that. They can't, nobody can. So really, I'm just stressing to you, if you do a refi cash out, make your first mortgage payment. You got the cash out, make your mortgage payment. If the COVID comes back and we go through a lockdown, make your mortgage payment. It's important, it's crucial. You gotta save the mortgage industry and that puts everybody in, you know, they, that really cuts it off for everybody. You know, if they don't do refi cash out, think about all the people that wanna consolidate because you know we're going through a consolidation at a different time since this virus. People's salaries have been reduced or they're losing their jobs. But if their salary's being reduced, they're looking at trying to consolidate. They got the greatest feature. They got equity in their home. They want to refinance. They want to pay off their car loan. They want to pay off their credit cards, student loans. They want to get it all under one house, under one payment. So they know they can handle any storms as we try to come back out of this whole deal. And, you know, we know this is not going to be full tilt. That there's going to be, you know, it's going to take a little while to get back into the game. So they're just trying to get smart and put their ducks in a row. But let's not blow it for everybody else if we don't make that first mortgage payment. Absolutely crucial. I am begging you make that first mortgage payment. Uh, we wanna say rates are incredible. You know, I know we went through that time in March and April and I had one customer actually, and he just, uh, he, he double at me. <laughs> he missed out on a great rate, I gotta tell you. They, they bought them like I said they would. And they came down. So been nice having the rates down in the low threes. And that's with no points. And another thing I don't want to share with you. I, I see rates that are being advertised. Two and a half, 2.75, 3. And so I've been looking at what the costs are. Remember, you got to remember. you got closing costs. You have your hard costs and your prepaids. But remember, if you're getting down in the twos at this time, you're paying points. That's just more money. And I keep telling everyone, my tip tidbit for you is this no point the lowest amount of closing cost and we go from there so i'm saying that we're just about ready to go so you got to remember that you've got to remember that so just as we go along remember what you got going on we're here to help you we're here to help you grow we want you to have your we want you to use the equity out of your home to take care of you to get you back on track to move forward but I'm asking you, make your mortgage payments. And we know we got a lot of things going on and uh, we're just there. We need to make things happen and get in the right direction. Uh, 
you got a great opportunity. And remember, the reason I don't want you paying points, and I keep reiterating that, remember oil went to negative $38 a barrel. Nobody anticipated that. Well, we don't know if we go to negative rates next year. Am I telling you to hold off from buying or refinancing? Heck no, get in the game, get it now. But I'm saying if you pay points, it takes five years to recuperate your closing costs. So really, if you go ahead and go no points, and let's say we go negative rates next year, you may have an opportunity to do it again. But this time you don't need cash out, it's a rate term. And you really wanna ask your lender, broker, Didier, hey, did I get an appraisal waiver? We got another appraisal waiver over the weekend. That what says you don't have to have an appraisal done on your home. So we don't have to worry about appraisal coming in lower or whatever the case may be, a bad appraisal. So, you know, basically most of the appraisals are incredible. The appraisers do an incredible job, but once in a while you get a bad one. So why take the chance? You feel comfortable, that's the price you're gonna pay. Realtor gives you all the substantial comps. It says it's good. If you can waive the appraisal, waive the appraisal, move on, save 450, keep the game going. Uh, what else do I have for you? You know, when you close, you got a month off for making a mortgage payment. So if you're closing at the end of May, your first payment's July 1st. But always remember, when you make July, it's not covering July, it's covering June. Because mortgages are always done in arrears. So it's kind of important to know. I told you this is going to be random, but great information. Uh, the other thing, what else can I share with you? You know, we're going to look at, you've got bonuses, uh, commission. We're going to do a two-year average. So if you don't have a two-year average, we're just going to go off your base pay. Remember that. Uh, what else? Hey, if you, you know, the other thing is if you guys are buying a home, you can both be on the title. Both can be on the contract. You don't both have to be on the loan. Only one of you have to be on the loan. So don't think that you both have to be on there. But if you're married and, you know, one's not got such great credit, you got the one. Go on the title. Both of you go on title. One on the loan. So you have that option. That's really important. People don't even know that. So you don't have to have both people on the loan, both people on the title. Both can be on the title, one on the loan, both on the mortgage. Mortgage means that that's what gets recorded. The note is the debt instrument. So that's it. I just wanted to share with you some information, keep it under 15 minutes, give you stuff that you can learn, embrace, and uh, just keep on growing. I'm Didier. Please go to my website at www.didiamortgage.com. Subscribe to my weekly videos. Enjoy them. And then if you like it and you want to learn more, hop on the podcast. Didier signing off for now. Wishing you a great week and thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.